Ladies and gentlemen, hello, this is Alex Afondi. Wanted to touch base with you again on another podcast, another episode of my podcast. And uh, the title, as you saw, is Do Not Talk to Me About the Potential. Okay? So what you will see when you start making offers and, and looking at businesses is, especially buying them from, from retirees, uh, we've already discussed that they just want out. They are motivated. They're ready to go. And all they can dream of at that age, you know, 60 to 65, is just sitting on a porch or a, um, you know, a deck somewhere on their uh, ranch or property or whatever, you know, drinking coffee or drinking whiskey, whatever the case might be, right? So they just, that's what they're envisioning. And that's just what they want out, right? What you'll find out through the process as you start making offers or as you start having discussions, especially with with my most hated um, breed of people on the planet, uh, and that is business brokers, uh, you'll find and you'll hear the term, you know, it's got a lot of potential, you know, and I, and I committed, I committed to not curse on this podcast, but I'm going to uh, uncommit. I, I honestly like, and I don't say this, but I really genuinely just want to say, you know, Mr. Seller or broker, like go fuck yourself. Okay, great. It's got potential. Why haven't you achieved it? Right. You've owned it for the past 30 years. You're making a million a year, whatever, two, three, five. And you tell me that it has the potential to earn 10 million, you know? Why haven't you achieved that? Because it takes effort. It takes having to deal with risk, opportunity cost, uh, investment, mistakes, fuck-ups. I mean... You know, the list goes on and on. And certainly, I mean, you want to own it because you know it's got the potential to achieve greatness. But you're buying it based on history. Okay? And so not to contradict myself from a previous episode, I want to be very clear on this. When you're making the offers, you need to, especially in this day and age with the coronavirus situation... You want to make it based on predicted or predictive numbers, right? Predictive revenue and predictive profit. So you want to take into account how many employees they kept, uh, the the numbers today, you know, obviously where the business is. If it is in Atlanta, Atlanta is already opened. I should say Georgia already opened. Uh, California, you know, we're probably not going to open in the foreseeable future, that is until June or July, you know, they say May 15th, but I don't know how seriously I can take these politicians, right, I think they're just, they're just kind of putting us off, you know, living in fear, because, you know, they're wimps, that's besides the point, but I just want to make a distinction, when you make an offer today, this offer is based on predictive numbers, However, if they say the classic, the absolute classic term, I should say if they uttered that classic term, well, it's got a lot of potential, you know, 
you know, simply and respectfully say, you know, Mr. Shell, I respect that, but, you know, that potential will take a lot of effort. It will take a lot of reinvestment in the business. You've historically, as you've told me, you know, pulled out every dollar that you could out of the business. Well, if I want to achieve this potential, I can't really do so. So I'm compromising my own lifestyle uh, and personal profit or my investor's profit to reinvest in this business. And for that, I just wouldn't be able to, to pay you based on the potential. Because all they're saying, essentially what they're saying is, it's got potential, therefore, I'm going to charge you more, right? Um, so you have to be very conscientious of that and essentially walk yourself out of it. And if you really, really have to just, you know, softly, and I mean this, you know, indeed, like, you know, with wholeheartedly, softly tell them off, you got to. And the way you say that is, you know, look, Mr. Seller or Ms. Seller, I'm not buying this business based on the potential. So if we can look at it from a predictive revenue and a predictive profit standpoint, we can do business. If not, I might want to walk away. I understand I've already, we've already invested. Don't, don't use the term wasted. Uh, you know, we've already wasted time because you certainly haven't and you don't want to give them the impression that you feel that way, right? Because what you say do ma does matter. So what you want to tell them, you know, Mr. Seller, look, I, I understand, I respect it. You want to sell it based on the potential, but, you know, if we can't sell it based on predictive value, predictive numbers, that is predictive gross, uh, gross revenue and gross profit and net profit, we might want to walk away from this because we've already invested enough time together. And they're going to hang on to you for dear life. Another tactic that I use typically, which quite frankly, I haven't had a conversation with a seller for at least three weeks. No one's really interested in talking, oddly enough. I think they're just trying to figure their life out, right? And they know they don't want to sell it at a discount. Another tactic that I use is, uh, you know, essentially putting them on a timeline to say, look, you've got to make a decision within a week because... The floodgates just opened. I actually use that term. I just say, look, floodgates just opened. It's become a buyer's market, and I'm on the hunt. I've used that in a previous episode if you listen. Floodgates just opened. It's become a buyer's market, and I'm on the hunt. And I'm being chased for deals. I can't go for, for two. I'm interested in one. And so... If we can at least agree on the structure of the deal, we can move forward. Otherwise, I'd appreciate your letting me go so I can focus on other things, right? Um, you're not playing hardball as much as, um, you know, tactful to get the deal that you want. And the deal that your investors deserve. Remember. You're being given money, hard-earned money that you have to safeguard so, so much. You have to safeguard that money with your life, you know. 
Meaning, as you continue with this endeavor of acquiring businesses, you know, and in, until until you're a multi-million dollar CEO, you know, you need to fly coach, you need to be conservative with your, you know, business spending. Uh, if you need to buy a vehicle, you buy a pre-owned vehicle for the truck for that for the business. You get me. So, you know, safeguarding investors' money is extremely crucial. I can't stress that enough, you guys. Um, you know, kind of jump back and forth there on the topics, but uh, hope this was helpful to you guys. It is a 6 a.m. on a Saturday here. I woke up at four, and um, it's a blessing. And uh, personal update: I uh, jumped back into a hobby that I used to have back in you know mid 2000s, 2007, 2008. I did a lot of uh, paddling. Not stand-up paddling. This is actually called prone paddling, where uh, the paddle is um, hollow on the inside, and it essentially fits your body. I'll send you. Well, I don't know if I can send you a picture, but you can look it up. It's called prone paddling, and the way it works is you um, essentially start on your chest as if you're paddling a surfboard. You pick up some momentum and then you get on your knees and the, the board is, is padded pretty nicely. So once you get on your knees, you paddle with both arms. It is, oh, it's such an awesome workout. Got in the ocean yesterday and um, that was definitely enjoyable. So on that note, stay active, uh, stay hard, stay motivated, stay healthy, you know, keep the relationships in your life healthy. If you have someone toxic in your life, fuck him. You know, I personally blocked two people just yesterday. Actually, one yesterday, one today. Argumentative, just want to talk, you know, uh, politics and doubt and fear. And they're just, you know, when I notice someone who's, who's a scared chicken, right, in their own life, I don't want to be around them. You know, I, I kind of shared with you guys, I'm, I'm a watch enthusiast. You know, some people think I blow money on watches, $10,000 watches. Are you kidding me? That's an investment because I've never lost money on it, right? The whole point is I'm not discussing the watch as much as discussing the attitude. If people don't understand what you're doing, typically they're fearful and they can't help but to doubt. And I don't want to be around those people. So I know. And I'm going to challenge you to this, you guys, whoever listens to me on a, on a regular basis. If you have someone in your life that who is toxic, other than, I mean, family is family. You, you, you know, I'm going to give you some news. You've got to put up with that. But, um, you know, if you got someone in your life that you don't need to keep around who has been toxic to you, out, dude, out. You know, out with the toxicity. I don't want you in my life. So I, I blocked a childhood friend who was being whatever, an idiot and negative. And, and then I blocked a college friend yesterday because she's too scared, just too scared to do anything. And I don't want to be around that kind of energy. Uh, that said, you guys, much appreciation. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you soon.